Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, and uh, once again at SEMA with, uh, with Chris. We're running around from booth to booth, grabbing some great interviews. Hopefully you've been uh, listening to the other shows we've had this week. We had our great uh, our live show with the Optima guys, and then yesterday was our sort of booth to booth coverage, first day of coverage, and today is our second and last day. Uh, let's get started right away. Let's run on over to uh, Brembo. All right, let's kick things off with Brembo once again. Our good friend Dan Sandberg, CEO of Brembo North America. Is that is that still right? It's still is, right. Like I, I, just, I, I got know, up like, this morning, the paycheck was there, and it's still the still the same. You got company. paid this morning? Yeah, I did. I did. Believe <laughs> That's it or not, fantastic. we get paid on all holidays. Halloween is a holiday. Okay, That's great. You guys got a great booth. Cool products again. I see you got some NSX stuff out there, which is a pretty exciting car. That I drove out. that car. Actually, How do you like at, it uh, at Pebble this year? You did. Uh, I like it. It's it was a it's a different experience. It's a very uh, controlled uh, environment in the in the production car, not the race car. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's it's really a slick car. I mean, there's a lot going on in that car. A lot of technology in that car yeah. that you don't really feel. Uh, but it's really, really. Uh, of course, it might have had something to do with driving in and out of the mountains, yeah. you know, down in Pebble and Monterey Peninsula and whatever. It makes it even a better. Every ride. car looks. Every uh, car feels awesome. But when you're it's doing that. fast, mean, and lean. But it's very, very controlled. You know, uh, vehicle. I, I was just talking to the guys with Acura about it, and uh, uh, my good friend uh, Dave Merrick, who's heads up their sure. their design uh, team, he's excited about it, and. They were telling me, you know, it's it's got the the turbo engine in the back, and then there's an electric motor on the transmission, and then two electric motors on the front wheels, so it can be all wheel drive. And that's and that's the thing, I, you know, I always pictured a hybrid was, you know, yeah. like for the first twenty miles it's electric, and yeah. then all of a sudden you hear the gas kick in and whatever. But it's not. It's a it's, not. it's a power assist situation. Yeah. So I don't know if you noticed this or. If, you could feel it when you're driving, but they're saying the electric motor on the transmission is there, and that that kicks in on the low RPM, and it, it removes all the turbo lag. Exactly. So any turbo lag, that electric motor gives you that low-end torque. It gives you that yeah. big torque boost, but you don't really feel it like in an engine where you, you kind of get thrown yeah. back all of a sudden. Very, very smooth, and that's I guess that's that feeling of control you get. You get that feeling where, uh, you know, I don't want to say like the Weichel engine, you know, which yeah. no shifting at all, but you really get that feeling right out of the box that you have that full torque right, right you know, right when you We're supposed to get on. one pretty soon. In the next month, we're going we're gonna to test drive one. And then, oddly enough, I was like, send me a ridge line as well because there's something weird and wacky about it, and I kind of like the idea. It's like, send one. So here's so a question, put though. put the car in the back of the ridge line. And I don't, bring I don't it. think the ridge line's that big. But that would be interesting. Be kind of cool. So when you get into these these supercars, we're seeing now La Ferrari and NSX. Do the braking systems are they different? Do you have to regenerate power with braking systems, or uh, what are you, you guys know, doing? You know, for us, the biggest difference we see in these cars that have regen, some kind of electric, you know, hybrid or, or something like that, is we're seeing, believe it or not, that the the brakes are lasting longer. Now, obviously, you take them to the track, you're gonna grind them down to nothing but yeah. what we're actually seeing is is though the longevity of the brakes uh is different because you know you, you take your foot off the brake or the uh, gas and and the the, the vehicle's doing its own 
you know, own slowdown using yeah. the engine. Brakes aren't getting as much wear and tear. So, you know, you're going to see, I guess here we are in, in the aftermarket heaven at SEMA. Uh, you're probably going to see as you get into more electric vehicles, uh, more hybrids, that you're not going to see the wear that you see. Uh, in the market, the the engine braking, for lack of a better term, on on something that's electric, that can be sort of turned up and down. The sensitivity that can, can be like on a Tesla, you can turn off its engine braking or do it like sort of a small, medium, and large, if you will. In the race cars, do they just not have it at all? Do they not use engine braking and just rely on brakes, do you think? I'm not aware of any race car that has any regen in it. I mean, no. that, that would be very anti-intuitive, I think, for race guys. They don't want yeah. any, you know, that's the biggest problem that we face and Brembo's challenges are, right, is they don't want any drag at all uh, on, on the brake system. So you're using all sorts of special proprietary piston you know, the rings that we use that are pulling that piston away, you know, and bringing the pad back so you don't have any of that, that lag. Yeah, so not even the slightest bit of any type of Well, that's of, the of ideal drag. world. And, and you know, you're seeing it in a lot, you know, the electric guys. It's kind of funny because, you know, in the, in the days, you're seeing a lot of things with electric vehicles that had different motives. So let's start with uh, lightweight. All right, before, everybody's saying, we well, need to be lightweight now because of the emissions, right? All the emission regulations, and you wanted more mileage and everything else. Uh, now, it's become a commercial issue. I got a hybrid. I got electric. I have ang- range anxiety. So I want something light now because I got to get another 10, 15 miles uh, out of the car right. by taking weight out. Uh, same thing now with... Uh, with drag, you know, uh, from the caliper itself. Uh, before, it was a situation where race guys wanted it, right, because they want to go faster. And, I mean, they're talking half a second faster if they can get the, the pads off of, you know, yeah. off of the disc. Now, it's, again, a commercial issue. They're saying, I, I need, I, I can't have the, if you put the brakes on, i got to have those pads withdraw so I can get an extra 10, 15 miles yeah. uh, and get rid of the range anxiety again. So um, it's, it's funny. It's the similar things that we're doing. Everybody asks, well, how is your, how's your development changing? And we're saying, you know, actually it's not changing that much. I mean, we'll talk about break by wire, I'm sure, later. But I said lightness, yeah, no drag. I said those are all the same issues that we've faced for years, uh, but their motivations now are just a little bit different. Yeah, more of the racing technology that you guys have been working on already for years and years is getting into this into exactly. the street cars. We're in the mainstream. Yeah, but and you know that's, we've been telling cars. people that, right? Yeah. We've been telling people that everything we do in racing ends up in your car. It's it's more so the case now. Is that how it will become more affordable? Is is you know you got to you can't do it in. 50 race cars, you got to do it in 5,000 production cars? Yeah, you know, a lot of the technology we have, you know, that we've used, for example, just even aluminum calipers, basic technology that we had, uh, yeah, they were expensive in the beginning, uh, and I think if you talk to our, uh, the owner of our company, Alberto Bombase, um, you know, I, I've had some conversations with him when he first came out with aluminum calipers. He thought, boy, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's light. It's beautiful. It performs great. Uh, and I'm going to sell this thing for, you know, three times X, X being what the iron caliper was. You know, now it's more like two times X. You yeah. know, so the market kind of, you know, it's a value proposition is what's the, what's the market really willing to pay. And uh, at the end of the day, I think everything, you know, everybody says everything gets commoditized. Uh, you know, I don't think we're commoditized necessarily, but I think the market's very good at setting what the value add proposition is. Yeah. Uh, and yes, you know, we're making more of those calipers now. We've become more creative. Our process technology that we have is very, very good. And we're able to lower the cost so you can put it on average vehicles. And here's the thing. If you guys have the best technology... You have to kind of pay for that at some point. You know, the consumer or the race team or whatever has to pay for that at some point. Exactly. If you, if you do 
if you do cheap work and you buy cheap products, the you know you don't have to pay a lot for it, right? But if you want good stuff, the amount of I don't know R and D that goes into it, testing that goes into it, got to pay building for building the materials. It's got to get it's got to get paid for somehow. Exactly, and I mean we spent like we spent a lot of money at Brembo. I mean you're talking, uh, you know, we have ten percent of our people who are true R&D kind of guys. So, yeah. you know, we had, what, almost 10,000 employees. So we have all these people who are just doing R&D. You know, they're not bringing anything to the bottom line, right? They're not making any value. Add. They're not like our manufacturing engineers and guys who are designing yeah. our processes or our sales guys or whatever. Um, so those guys are just doing R&D. Well, somebody's got to pay for that, right? Uh, and then, we, you know, we probably spend 5 6 7% of our revenues on R&D. So, you know, and we're reinvesting continuously in the business, uh, but that's going to, you know, that's going to keep us alive and keep yeah. all these people employed around the world that we have. So when, when a company like Acura, because we were talking about them, comes to you and says, we're developing the new car, you guys are going to do the brakes on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a bidding process or whatever, but do, do they come with you with specs? Is there, because they always seem like they look a little different. Are you just modifying something that's there? Or, or do you have to sit down with a clean sheet of paper each time and go, well, we understand brake technology. We know what needs to happen. You're trying to achieve these benchmarks. Now we need to go to our, our thousands of guys that are just engineering. You know, different customers have different specs. I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, they want to meet if there's federal standards that apply or, or certain yeah. country-specific standards. I mean, there are certain standards in our industry from a stopping standpoint, so you're going to meet those. But that's really a starting point because all our manufacturers come to us with different specifications. First of all, all the corners are different. All the sizings are different. All the yeah. wheels are different. Um, so the packaging that you're dealing with, what we call packaging in the corners, is different in those vehicles. So that's different, and that forces us to not necessarily put the same piece of, you know, of, of yeah. aluminum in every single corner. Um, we do have some things that we start with, some certain you know, baseline propositions that we have on the technology side that we start with. But you know, we're getting a lot more requests now to do really, really dynamic-looking calipers. I mean, yeah. you can see some of the stuff outside here. We saw them sort of, deb- I think they were debuted last year yep. or so, and it's a crazy alien-looking right. caliper. Right, BM6, BM8. But, you know, a lot of that is, uh, you know, we're causing that, all right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, when Ferrari came to us and said, hey, we're coming out with this new car, it's going to be, you know, our, our premier signature car, but you're going to have the same packaging, same corner, uh, but, you know, you know, 15, 20% more horsepower, uh, and by the way, uh, the brake's got to cost the same, and it's got to look totally different. Yeah. Okay? And it's got to stop, obviously. It's got to do all the things that your other one did just as well as this one. You know, we had to come up with what we call the Extrema caliper that we have, uh, and it's a beautiful caliper. Uh, do we have a picture of that one, I think? Is that it? I think that's it there. So, I mean, it is, you can see the pockets, the holes that we have. Now, yeah. what happened with that caliper? We took out over six pounds per corner in the caliper, all right? So it's an amazing uh, caliper, uh, and it's gorgeous. I mean, it's really, yeah. really good-looking caliper. So then our new customers come to us, and they say, that's it right there. Uh, they say, hey, I want something that's, uh, that's really, really yeah. nice. It's very sort of organic-looking and almost asymmetrical in a sense, like just the way it's, it's kind of done and broken yep. up. This sort of looks like an evolution of it. We've got a couple pictures we'll, we'll post, but this looks sort of like a little flatter and more this solid. This was very so, creative. That, to me, looks like a cloud, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. A, it's a well, puffy also, marshmallow. Also, it's white with a red logo on it, so it looks like a giant marshmallow holding, holding the rotor. We'll post some of these photos up on uh, CarCast. But, you know, that, that also is a function of what we're seeing. Truck guys. 
All right, I've yeah. said it. I think you and I talked a couple of years ago. I said, you know, what I would really like to see is I'd like to see the truck guys uh, get their due. You know, I yeah. think truck guys have big cars, big horsepower, big loads. Uh, you know, on their on their trucks, and they need to stop. And uh, so we've put a lot of effort in the last five, six years into coming out with some good truck packages. And we we actually uh, started uh, issued Chevrolet Chevy Performance. As a matter of fact, has this new kit that we came out and we developed with them. Uh, that can go on all your trucks, you know, your yeah. Suburbans, your Tahoes, uh, your uh, uh, Escalades, uh, and it's, uh, you know, you basically can buy it at your dealer, you put it on yourself, or the dealer will put it on for you, uh, but it, boy, you take, a, you take a beautiful black Cadillac Escalade and stick some bright Rembo red brakes on yeah. the front, big guys in those big wheels, you know, it looks fantastic. So the aftermarket for you guys seems yep. to be growing or it's getting more attention and you're and I, is it just something that you're seeing there's more opportunity now or is it you just love it because you I know you and I love your you know you love your cars and you're like I just want to see more oh, of my brakes out there I really <laughs> hate when my markets grow uh. <laughs> you know like did it come from like we need to hit the aftermarket more I know everything has got some money behind it like no, you know, I, th- I think we can thank our OE thank customers a little bit you know yeah. on the aftermarket side because you know we're, we're delivering a lot of cars now out of the dealerships with Brembo brakes on them uh, and if you have a car that doesn't have Brembo brakes on it or you decide yeah. not to get that package maybe on, a, on an OE car, uh, you can go into the aftermarket and do it. So that's going to help you, you know, because what you see on some of the cars, I mean, they're, you know, it's, it's jewelry for your car, isn't it? I mean, you get it that is. car and you see it and then you say, oh, I like it in red, but, you know, I like it in blue or maybe I like it in black or I make it in lime green. Uh, you can get it on your car and, you know, there's nothing like a new set of wheels, new set of brakes on your car. It's almost like having a brand new car. Yeah. It has to look good now. Like, we've seen the last, I don't know, half a dozen or so years at SEMA where it's all about showing off the brakes. Like, that's, that's as important as putting a turbo or supercharger on your, on your motor. It's, but, you know, I, like, safety-wise, it's, it's more important. Well, and, and, you know, and that's what I would <laughs> but, say. I would say, you know what, it's the, there's two things going on here, right? I mean, I've never seen so much horsepower Ever, I mean, you know, I saw there's a, a guy, there's a guy here, a speed core. You saw that Mustang that they yeah. came out with, all right? And they, all they talk about is uh, uh, the carbon and how beautiful it is, and yeah. the carbon seats, and it is a beautiful car. And but I asked the guy, I said, uh, uh, but does this thing go any faster? He says, Oh yeah, we got a Roush supercharger in there too. Yeah. It's 750 horsepower. Well, you got to have a Brembo brake. I mean, you cannot. Yeah. Just take your stock brakes and, and go run with 750 horsepower. So you, I mean, so you're functional, but it looks great. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you do that? I mean, I, I you know. We were at the, uh, the uh, Chevy Performance press conference Monday night. We were mm-hmm. hanging out there, and we're standing around. And the guy, you know, they come out. We got the new brake packages and things. And the guy's like, hey, anybody that's got your Camaro, your ZL1, we've got a nice, like, right out of the catalog package. It's a tune and a blower pulley. 720 horsepower, and you put the drag slicks on there, you'll pop wheelies. And, like, without today's electronics and the nannies and, uh, in the car, you would just you would kill yourself. But that's, that's, just, that's a dealer-installed package. You could just go it and is. buy it. But, if but you don't all have, of it comes together, right? you gotta have the, you got to have all that ABS and all the, the traction control exactly. and all those fancy things that can handle a performance car. But you also got to have a brake. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you got to stop that thing. Okay, so we're talking about the calipers, and you're, you're doing all these crazy designs, uh, making them lighter, making them smaller, sometimes bigger. <laughs> what about the rotors? Where are we in rotors? What's happening in the rotor business, I would say, is lightweight. 
So, you know, it's for years. And I mean, uh, you know, I've been in this business 20 years. You had this iron, you know, basically this iron casting that you basically cut to size. You played a little bit with the fins, you know, so you went from a solid disc to now discs with, you know, with fins inside. So vented discs. Um, what we're seeing now is is really a big demand to try to take weight out there too, uh, and it's very tough because there's a lot of heat that goes through. So the materials you're not going to go to aluminum; it'll melt. Um, right. So you have to try to do something from a design standpoint. And Brembo has actually come out with three or four technologies that are very unique. And you're playing with the hat sections, and the hat is the part that bolts to the car for those people who yeah. aren't, aren't rotor experts. Yeah. Uh, and what we're doing is we're making that hat section out of either stamped steel or aluminum. Uh, or in some cases, we're actually taking an aluminum uh, casting and we're co-casting it into the iron. So, okay. you know, you're basically casting around, you know, the, the aluminum hat section, if you will. Yeah. Uh, or vice versa, really. It's good. It's like so, a Reese's peanut butter cup. Uh, sort of, yeah. It's uh, one way of looking at it. But what you get is, is you get a 15, 20, 25% reduction yeah. uh, in weight of the castings. And you will see this a lot. You'll see, for example, Mercedes is using a, uh, a lightweight rotor now, uh, which is very, very interesting. It's, a, it's basically a steel hat that's stamped, and it basically gets pushed into the iron ring. But you have a big reduction in weight there, and, of yeah. course, that, that's, that's what people want. For, in this case, emissions, and, of course, you know, for yeah. if they're having hybrids, they're going to get a few extra miles. So you, you're starting at the hat. You're coming up with the technologies there. You're making that strong, yep. light. Now we get to the rotor, and we all live in a world where we like we want giant rotors on our cars. We have 20, 21, 22-inch wheels. Makes it even rotor. more important. But now that, you know, if you have a you know, 15-inch diameter iron rotor, that's, that's weight really far out, right? It's oh, not yeah. just heavy, but it's, it's heavy in a larger diameter. Go which, ahead, say it. Say unsprung mass. You have to say okay, that. Okay, unsprung about mass. That. There it is. I'm trying to paint a picture on a podcast. <laughs> yep. But, uh, uh, but you're right. I mean, it, you know, it, you know, they're getting seen... bigger and bigger, and the weight becomes more. It's one thing when you had these little rotors. Yeah, you can put aluminum or a steel, and you'd save maybe two pounds. But when you get these big mammoth guys, yep. you know, you take out 15 20%, you're talking quite a few pounds. And then, of course, you can always go to the carbon side if you want. Yeah. And, you know, and obviously, carbon, carbon, that's what you use on Indy cars and uh, uh, Ferraris, you know, I mean, the uh, Ferrari F1 vehicles, you know, in, in F1 series. Um, that's pretty much still out of the range of your normal day-to-day driver, yeah. but we have carbon, carbon ceramic uh, components now, which are really, really uh, becoming more affordable. You can get a carbon ceramic package now on a Corvette. Uh, you see them on the NSX. You see them on production vehicles, uh, the uh, Alfa Romeo Giulia. Is this the lineup? A, is it iron, carbon ceramic, carbon, carbon? Uh, I would say first is probably iron rotor. Okay. Then some type of two piece, uh, or oh, so solid one some piece kind iron of rotor. what we would call hybrid, which is uh, some kind of lighter weight hat section in iron. Yeah. Then I would say carbon ceramic, and then I would say carbon carbon. So there's your yeah. your list. What 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 cars are running? Like you said, the NSX is running carbon ceramic. Uh, NSX what? right now, uh, the uh, Alfa Romeo Giulia it was okay. just released in production. You get the Quadrifoglio, the, the it's yeah. a great, great handling car. That has a carbon ceramic package on it. Um, and then you have, how about, how about uh, Chevy Corvette? You can get a fantastic uh, carbon ceramic package on that ZZ06, Z07, 
Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, now, if fantastic I want carbon package. carbon, what kind of car do I got to buy? Uh, you shouldn't. <laughs> okay. I mean, we, we have seen a couple vehicles where uh, builders have put carbon carbon. The problem with carbon carbon is you need to heat it. Yeah. All right. That You ever see those guys drive around the track, you know, stopping and starting and going left and right. They're heating up the tires and they're heating up the brakes. And carbon carbon, is a, uh, it's a professional material. Do not use this at home. Yeah. You've you got to go fast. <laughs> it's the one thing. It's brakes are meant to slow you down, but you've got to go fast. Because these things won't get enough heat to exactly to, exactly, to work and it, well. it really is not you know this is, this is where you put the little thing underneath. These are professional drivers. Do not yeah. try this at home. Some of them are maybe a little less than professional. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the future of technology. You touched a little bit on it when mm-hmm. we started off, and uh, we're probably going to run out of time soon. But yep. brake by wire. Well, the whole car is becoming electronic. We see Everything that. Is. I mean, yeah. it's, it's obvious. So it's only a matter of time where they're going to want the brakes. Now, the brakes sometimes now are either controlled. You're either getting you know, some of this automatic braking, emergency braking, whatever, yeah. is becoming more electrified, if you will. But really, at the end of the day, you don't need all this hydraulics. Right, right now, you push your pedal down. It's actually pushing fluid. Yeah. Into the into the various corners, and of course that's clamping the brakes. All right, that can all be done electronically, and we've been working on a brake by wire system where you're going to eliminate or substantially minimize the amount of hydraulics in your in your vehicle, which is less components, less fluids, less cost, and you and to be honest with you, in some of the brake by wire systems that we have, you're actually increasing the reaction time. Uh, that you have yeah. so in the in the braking so you know all that process even though it's very very fast can be done faster electronically but there's got to be sort of different levels to it we have cars on the road now mustangs and, and whatnot that don't have you know well i guess they all kind of they still kind of do oh they're all hydraulic there's a lot of power electric. steering and everything so we, else so we have electric power steering so you now know we brakes get, are a sensitive topic yeah. all right steering is one thing you think but it was important yeah. right people didn't like power you know it's like oh this is electronic how's it you know but so it was electronic assist yeah. first right yeah and, and then the first, now you right, have the first quite a bit years. of electronics um but there's a trust factor in there and there's going to be redundancy you know yeah. in the vehicle uh but there's no doubt you know i would say you know i don't know we never who knows predict the future but you know i would say five ten years for sure you're going yeah. to seeing brake by wire of course we're going to see it on the on the supercars and the, and, the, and the big expensive cars and and we're using and it racing. way down we have it in f1 now we're using brake by wire and those guys are going pretty fast they are going pretty and fast. they're trusting the brake by wire now another advantage of brake by wire which we really haven't delved into a lot is you can tune the braking so yeah. if you're a guy who likes a, a fast reacting hard quick you know hard yeah. brake system you can adjust that. And then if you're a softy guy, you like to ride the brake, have kind of a cushy pedal, uh, you can adjust it to that too. So you picture yeah. guys like Tesla or uh, guys who like to tune the entire car, right? You see that now. You got what? You have a, a regular, you have a track or sport pack, and then right. you have track. We, we you talk about your Porsche, right? You still yeah. got your, your turbo? Oh, you, no, I gave it away. No, I, Turbo I, I, S? I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're like, yeah, I had the 17. Now I got the 18 because I got bored with it. Yeah, I wish. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it Turbo or Turbo S? Uh, Turbo S. Turbo, Turbo S. S. Yes, it's I still have car. it. And it's still a it's very... It's mobile right there. It's still a very, very nice car. It's an amazing car. That it car's is, fantastic. I, but that car has its Sport and Sport Plus modes, and it changes steering feel and suspension and power dynamics and exhaust. Eventually, they're going to work in... The braking as well, right? They're going to say in normal mode that breaks this way, in Sport Plus it breaks exactly this way. But you can do all those adjustments now, which you can't really do yeah. in a hydraulic system now. You can, but it's it's a lot more difficult. 
I did buy a nice Swiss tracks pad and bed in my bedroom for the, the portion <laughs> out, so I can sleep with it. I, you know, I like to go to sleep and have my hand kind of on it. Are you been getting in trouble with that car? You uh, getting pulled over in that car? I have not yet gotten pulled over. I have gotten a. F- Couple Some, of, I've been close. A couple of stink eyes going by. What was yeah. that noise? What was that? It's Sandberg and his Porsche going by. You know, it's it's funny. You know, I, it's obviously my first what I would call super. Can I call it a supercar? Yeah, I think it it's is a supercar. Super it does zero to sixty in two point eight seconds. The it funny thing is, I that. haven't been used to the the tension that you get from it. You know, yeah. uh, and it's encouraging to me because you see the younger generation actually do appreciate that. You always hear that they don't care about cars, but I, you know, I, I there's been a few times where I've been driving on the road and you. You kind of get this feeling like there's something next to you, but you're not sure. And I look over next to me, and there's somebody with like a, you know, a camera. Yeah. You know, their their iPhone out. Sometimes they're driving, and they're driving next to me with their iPhone, taking pictures. Yeah, like uh, that's, of the car. That's incredibly scary, by the way. People do that all the time. <laughs> it's I'm not used to that, so that's a little unnerving uh, at times. I was I was driving, not fast. We were sitting in traffic. It's L.A. That's what you do. I was on the 405 going left the studio, going back home. I was driving like a blue Lamborghini Aventador and and an entire school bus of kids comes over and everybody on that bus was on one side of the bus and all the kids were yelling and pointing and taking pictures and and then I realized it's like as I'm driving I'm like it's kind of difficult to see out of this car but I'm like it's a blue Aventador everybody sees you you know like, it's you know and I, I had a friend of mine who actually uh, uh, has a friend of his so it's through transitivity, I guess it could be a friend of mine. Yeah. But anyway, it's like real uh, life LinkedIn. He bought a uh, uh, the BMW is an i8. Yes, know, the, the i8, the, the i8 with the doors and everything. Yeah. And the guy actually gave it back. Uh, he had it for about a month, and uh, he said, "I love the car, but I had too much attention." He said, "I actually," he said, "I went to get gas, and yeah. I came back. There was a guy sitting in my car." He told me. Uh, you know, because he had the door open, he went to pump the gas, yeah. and he said it was just. He said I just got tired of it. It was just people constantly. <laughs> what neighborhood is he getting gas in? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I can see. I mean, I, I you know, yeah. I kind of thought it was a ridiculous story, but I can kind of see it. You know, you do get the attention, but hey, if that's what it takes, and and that's the penalty for for having that car, it, it I'm is a little live bit of that. It. it is a little bit of that. We were we were in Monterey. We went to the uh, Concorso Italiano, mm-hmm. and you park on the lawn before you get into the event, and the lawn is a car show. You know, oh, it's, it's fabulous! Just, it's amazing. Oh, There's, yeah. You'll see a F12 TDF, a brand new multi million dollar Ferrari, whatever it is now that it's worth. It's already gone up, and we were walking on the way back. I, I don't know if I think you were with us, Chris. But it was Adam and, and and Nate and the guys were with us. And some guy and his, his girlfriend, I guess, were walking through. And they see the car. And they like it. They want to take a picture. She just lays on the hood of this goddamn thing. Just just on the hood. And then he gets up. They switch. And he's, like, leaning up against it. And and, and this uh, is just some guy's car. It's just some guy's car, car in, in the middle in, of her line. In the lawn. Just parked there. And people just laying on it, leaning against it. And we're like, what's going on? There's no. Yeah, that is a car show. And if you're a car show guy, I, yeah. you have got to go to that the Pebble Beach. Oh my God! You know, That's and the even go event. to the Concorso and see yeah, the amount the of money event. that people have invested in cars is just yeah. it's it's scary. I mean, for all the things that are going on in this world, where they're you know you, you see what people invest in in, in cars and, and what these cars are worth and what they're going for in the auctions is just yeah. it's just phenomenal now. Beautiful right. but phenomenal. 
Dan, thank you so much. We're going to hop over to the next booth, but uh, come visit us again. Come down to the studio in Glendale. Come see the car collection. I'm sure it's grown a little bit since you've been down there. I'd love to. And, I'd love uh, to. Come in the studio, chat with me and Adam. We'll have, a, we'll have a great time. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. Have a great show. All right, we're going to head over to Height Suspension, but first, a quick message from Adam. Yeah, man, fresh and lean. If you want to perform your best physically or mentally, or how about both? Let's go for the brass ring, man. You need the proper fuel. Look, we talk about bad fuel all the time. I mean, those race cars of mine, they take 115 octane. Let's get some 115 octane into your body. Fresh and lean, fresh and lean, healthy meal delivery service established in 2010 making meals to order from scratch with organic ingredients meals the pre-packaged and vacuum sealed trays delivered in a refrigerated box anywhere in the u.s no prep shopping cooking most importantly cleanup take meals anywhere in a freezable lunch bag for 15% off meal plans, check it out, freshandlean.com slash carcast. Use the promo code CARCAST, get the 15% off good, high-quality nutrients for your body. Let's skip that fast food and all that junk food, everyone. Fresh and lean. Vinny would want it that way. Freshandlean.com slash CARCAST. Use the promo code CARCAST and get the 15% off meal plans. All right, now we're in the uh, Heights uh, Suspension Systems booth with Scott Dietrich. How are you, Scott? Very good. Thank you for having so us. So I don't think we've had an opportunity to come over and chat with you guys in the past. I'm very familiar with Heights, but uh, it, it hasn't come up on our, on our schedule yet. So thanks for the opportunity for allowing us to come by. Yes. But for those listening, tell us what is Heights. Heights actually started over 30 years ago. Uh, we were primarily a street rod and hot rod company, and that's where we you know, made our mark in the industry. You know, from there, we actually expanded. We got into the classic trucks, moved into muscle trucks, moved into uh, even now some of the more modern dates of the cars where we're doing the 82 to 02 Camaro. So, you know, as, as an industry, everybody still knows us, though, in the hot rods. They still know us in the muscle cars, and that's still our core business. And I was always familiar with you guys as sort of a almost a universal suspension like if i was going to build a custom hot rod or something and somebody's gonna be building a frame we could call you guys and say i need a mustang 2 suspension there's some options i want to do with the you know with with brakes and spring rates and this is the frame i'm going to be using can we get something in there maybe some sort of four link rear end that can go in it but now it seems so much vehicle specific like application specific stuff you guys are doing definitely i mean all of our applications now are you know specific for camaro for you know like a 54 chevy truck for a mustang Uh, makes installation and breeze i mean our instructions are very detailed you know wash you through the whole process a lot of our kits are even bolt-on you know if you're doing a first or second gen camaro or an early nova we have bolt-on subframes, bolt-on four links for the rear, even bolt-on IRSs that the normal person can do in their driveway, do it in four to eight hours. So nice yeah. and simple, and they handle great on the road, but they handle even better on the autocross track. So for, for those that aren't familiar with Heights and you're trying to picture it, again, go to uh, carcastshow.com and you see some pictures of the stuff that's up there. But this isn't like... You order, you know, you order your springs and a set of shocks and you bolt them onto your car. These are sort of front and rear clips. 
Yeah, full kits. Um, and whether you're doing a Mustang too, we also offer a Super Ride, and then our Pro G is our top of the line. It's hub to hub kits. So you're going to get our cross members, you get our tubular control arms, you get our shocks and springs. Um, brake kits come with it, and spindles come with it. It's a it's a unit that's going to be when you're done installing it, you're ready to go. And we actually make it all here in America. So right outside Chicago, Illinois. So that's what's kind of nice about it is is instead of looking at let's say an old particular muscle car, an old Camaro or something, and start thinking i've got to i've got to start rethinking the geometry or mounting points or wherever you basically just remove everything that's in there put this clip in there bolt it in weld it in whatever the process is depending on the car and now you have matching rear kits basically and you're going after that pro touring market so the focus really is on performance right yeah definitely i mean we uh we still have our core people that just want to keep it on the street you know just have a better ride to take to the car shows our daily drivers yeah. and then we have our people that want to do a lot of pro touring scca events optima events and we've had a lot of our cars out there with our independent rear suspensions doing that and again being a bolt-on kit you know we're showing that bolt-on power it can handle these high horsepower cars and you know handle the extreme driving um one of the products that you guys have been working on especially in this pro touring world that i really like is your independent rear suspension and to get these IRSs to fit under arguably pretty small Gen 1 muscle cars like your Mustangs and Camaros, how, how are you making that happen? We have on staff, again, in our Chicago location, uh, we have engineers in R&D, and every year we come out with a new product. It's something that we pride ourselves in. It's something that we've been doing for a long time. So we'll have R&D bring in a few different test vehicles. We'll use our uh, SolidWorks. Everything is done now you know, in CAD and CAM software. We'll design it, throw it on a vehicle, see how it works, do some testing, and then we'll put it on a few other ones, too, just to really make sure that everything's going to fit across the board with different model years coming out of different plants, etc. So overall, you know, manuf- or, uh, design time and prototyping time can be anywhere from 12 to 24 months, just depending on the length and the difficulty that we're having with some of these you know, products. But we- we've really done a lot with the Camaros, done a lot with the Mustangs and the Novas. You know, we're looking now, where do we get into next? We start doing Mopar, maybe we start doing Corvettes. You know, the need is definitely there. We get a lot of calls, a lot yeah. of calls from the Mopar guys wanting these kits. And we do have a few universal kits that you know, fit in some of the 70 Challengers or the Cudas. It takes a little bit of fabrication work, but maybe we just start off that kit as a bolt-in kit too that's kind of the direction that we're going you know to give these people who want to build the ultimate car you know the capability to do it so you guys offer uh complete kits as we said but is there a way for us to personalize the kits at some point can we look at different shock options or different manufacturers of shocks or brakes or is that in the future you know, we, uh, we, we do a lot with Willwood, especially on our Pro G kits and some of our Super Ride kits. Um, shocks, again, we, we make all those in-house in Chicago. With that said, you can actually run other people's shocks in there. So if you wanted to be just the ultimate competitor, you know, and have the most vicious car out there and you want yeah. to go with a triple adjustable shock, Heights himself doesn't offer it, but we do have other people that do. I okay. mean, you know, whether the name brand shocks do work on our kits, and we've actually used them on our kits before in the past before we started making them ourselves. Yeah. I'm looking at the IRS. You have some cars in the booth. We'll talk about the cars in just a second, but uh, the, the, this is a, a Gen 1 Camaro. We're looking at an independent rear in the back. It's pretty cool, but when you look at it from the wheel side, you don't really see the brake. You're running inboard brakes. Yeah, all of our uh, earlier generation stuff was inboard braking, so... You get some of the benefits of unsprung weight. You get some yeah. of the benefits of it actually just looking amazingly cool when you look through the wheel at a car show and you don't see that yeah. in there. Um, you also don't have to worry about you know worrying about caliper clearance back there. You know with some of the wheels, so it, it opens up your wheel you know choice a little bit more. 
Uh, we do that with all of our earlier IRSs. With the new IRSs, we went you know to a more conventional upward braking system. But again, those are for the, you know some of the newer cars. So right, I get you. I mean, like you said, the benefits here of, of being able to see it that's cool. Don't have to worry about brake size. You can worry about that inboard. But people are going to say, you know, I want an option where I can see the brakes or right. I can put my you know my big Brembos or something on there or whatever. And there maybe there's something in the future where. Up front, you can do that. You yeah. know, up front, you can change them out. For, the, for now, with the current version of our IRS here, you are stuck with the inboard brake. If, we, if it's on the inboard braking system, you're stuck with our Willwood setup. It's a 10.5-inch you know, rotor, four-piston caliper. So it yeah. is a good setup from the get It's a great setup. And I was taking a look at it yeah. at down there, and it looks, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's handleable. And unique, for sure. It, most definitely, most definitely. You know, the nice part, too, with our independent rear suspension is that there's no floor modifications. I mean, these kits, you're bolting it directly into your 69 Camaro. You're not losing the gas tank. You're not cutting yeah. up your floor. It's a four-hour to eight-hour job. And when you're done with it, you go and have fun. If you wanted to you know, sell your car a few years later and it was you know, already in really good condition and you want to put that stock suspension back in, you can do that without leaving any lasting marks that a height stuff was ever there. Right on. Okay, so in your booth, you have two really killer cars. Chris is, uh, producer Chris is running around and taking some photos so everybody can see it. But uh, start with this one running right in front of us. Tell us tell us about this car. Yeah, we actually uh, commissioned the Outcast Customs guys out of California okay, last year yeah. at SEMA. Um, they, they won a great award last year, you know, as a new builder. And we decided to, uh, you know, we offered them a front and rear suspension kit and asked them to build us the car for SEMA this year. So they, they did this gorgeous 68 Camaro. We actually grafted on a 69 Camaro front end. It's got our Heights Pro-G bolt-on stuff frame and our high horsepower heights independent rear suspension to get another bolt-on unit there um interior I mean, this whole car has just been completely tricked out oh, it's gorgeous it's absolutely gorgeous the color is like spot on there's just there's subtle you know changes all over this car that you have to keep looking at to find out everything that they've really done you know but electronics wise on this car it's sick i mean they've actually integrated an uh, uh ipad into the dashboard dakota digital gauges Bluetooth battery. Everything's running off Wi-Fi and Bluetooth in this car, which is nice. amazing. He controls everything from his cell phone, from starting it to the windows to the lights. It's top-notch building, this one. And uh, how much power is it making? This one's making about 650 horsepower. It's a supercharged LSA motor. And that certainly speaks to the parts you guys put underneath it because, it, it I mean, to handle 600 horsepower, you have to handle 1,000 horsepower with the rear because people want to overkill. Everybody you never knows Because as soon as you get used to 600 horsepower, you're like, now I need 720. And then, and, you right. know, then you need eight, right? Yep, yep. And, and our, I mean, we rate our, uh, our CV shafts at 800 horsepower. You know, I mean, certainly people always push it beyond that. But 800 horsepower is our safe rating on our IRSs. Okay. You know, after that, too, you have to start. We, we use Curry third members and such. But eventually, you have to start looking at what's, what's your, what can your third member handle. Right, So right. So tell us about the Trans Am that's next to it. Trans Am is actually a very special build. It's a 78 Trans Am built by NHRA champion Tony Schumacher. Nice. So we actually got his car about four years ago, um, used it as a prototype vehicle for our Pro-G front rear suspensions on the second gens. Awesome car. He actually wanted to build it with his kids. Um, his kids actually gave him most of the ideas and actually had a lot of the design characteristics that were built into this car. So we used it as a design or prototype vehicle and you know, went off to another shop to finish off and brought it to SEMA this year. Uh, we actually had Tony with us on Tuesday and Wednesday signing autographs and sitting in his car. First time he sat in his own car. Oh, really? So yeah, after SEMA <laughs> here, we're going to be delivering this to his house. You know, we're going south and... Um, He's already actually yesterday he was trying to get it out of the booth here just to go play with it on the GM performance track. So. <laughs> yeah, trying to get it out the door, right? He wanted out the door. He doesn't understand. Oh, it's only he two made it out there gas. for like uh, Seam Ignited. Maybe we could fire it up Friday afternoon. Are you guys going to bring it out to the car show? We're not actually. That uh, 
that motor's vicious. That's yeah. an aluminum dart block, it's dart a, heads. It yeah. is a very, Don't stand in front of the car when yeah. you're firing it up. It's incredibly in rowdy. Yeah. Very rowdy. But it's an amazing car. He's looking forward to getting it home. He wants it back at his house in Saturday, which we're trying to figure out how we're going to pull that off. But yeah. he's very excited, to say the least. So. Uh, right on. Well, thank you so much. Where's the uh, the website where you can check you guys out? Website for us would be uh, www.heights.com, and Heights is spelled H-E-I-D-T-S. You'll find all of our suspension products on there, and then uh, also Alston Racing, which is another company that we own that does a lot of drag racing products. Yeah. So, All right. Thank you, Scott. That's been great. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, now we're hanging out outside at SEMA, and it's going to get a little loud out here. There's a lot of things going on. People are drifting cars and playing music and some kind of crazy babbling sweepstakes yelling, <laughs> maniacs yelling behind <laughs> us. People are pouring oil, oil all over the ground. It's crazy, but we're here with uh, Jeff Ryan from JRI Shocks. How are you, Jeff? Good. Fine. How are you? Good. We're getting toward the end. Uh, right? One more day. One more day. Yep. Yep. Um, give us a little background about uh, JRI Shocks. Now, we've been reaching out to you guys and uh, on some of the cars we have in our shop yeah. and upgrading the suspensions and stuff, and you guys have been phenomenal with working with us. Um, but uh, tell us about what is JRI. Well, uh, JRI Shocks is, uh, it's, uh, we had our 10-year anniversary this year, and we are, uh, I feel we're the, the leader in the suspension industry as far as, you know, damping's controlled, hydraulic control of fluid to create damping um, for performance gains in a multitude of different different types of uh, venues from from NASCAR, you know, to the cup level to IndyCar to uh, sports car to Harley-Davidson and obviously the Pro Touring car and the Opti- Optima Challenge type cars here. And some of the products that you guys have, I mean, these are uh, these are pretty, pretty high-end uh, pieces. This is all... You know, this isn't really cookie cutter kind of stuff. Like, like we have it on our race cars, but you have a couple different levels of. of do you have a non-adjustable, or do you have a single, or a triple, or a remote and, reservoir? And re- really, that's how we kind of gauge it. We have we start off with a non-adjustable shock, which is just a it's a very good operating shock. Not everybody needs the adjustment, or nor they want it. If they can even get to it for what kind of car it is, then we go to a single adjustable, and that single adjustable we can set that single that one adjuster to work on. Just compression or just rebound. Compression meaning the inward stroke and rebound the outstroke. Uh, and then we move to a double adjustable that offers you the compression and rebound. Then we offer a three-way adjustable that's high and low speed compression and a single adjustable rebound. Yeah. And our end of the lines are four-way, and that's where you'll you'll find those on our Le Mans type sports cars. And yeah, then it starts getting end. pricey. If you're going yeah. four. Yeah, they, they, they take pricey. it up there. The, uh, it's a proven design. It's a design I've carried with me my whole life. And I've been in the industry for 40 years now. Started off as a, um, a shock technician at Fox Shocks back in California in the late 70s. I was still in high school and wow. stayed there for uh, about seven years and was drafted to an IndyCar team, uh, Gallus Racing in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And uh, last driver I worked with there was Allenser Jr. And we... I designed my first four-way shock there um, during the off-season, which is about six weeks. In my final year there, we started started winning races and caught the attention of Roger Penske and when his well his racing team and his group, which then they uh, recruited me to come work for them, and that's how Penske Racing Shocks was born. And um, it, towards the end of my my uh, my time there, I started working on other things like biomechanical knee braces for instance from an injury i had um autonomous vehicles for the defense department robotic vehicles 
And that's how JRI was, that was the genesis of how it was born. Those were areas I wanted to continue working on, never giving up my racing experience. Because yeah. that, that went back for, I spent 10 years in Formula One, in Indy, you know, just very high-end racing. And I really, really achieved a lot of the goals I wanted to do that as a shock absorber designer and supplier. So JRI was born out to, you know, the JR is my initials and the I stood for industries. Because of the three different industries I wanted to be in, and we are, um, just the racing shocks is the that's kind of the the mother of the yeah uh, of the three. Well, you know, we're being here at SEMA. We have so many really extreme street cars, pro touring cars. I know you guys are getting into that market as well. How is that happening? Are you working with partners that build suspension systems, and you're providing the the shocks and or the damping for it, or are you guys making vehicle-specific things? No, really, we work with the car builders. Yeah, I was very surprised. I walked down uh, Optima Alley, you know, yesterday. I know we've had, we had a lot, but I think we've got 60% of the cars out there uh, had a JRI, either yeah. sticker on it or had them under the, you know, on the chassis, which is, was, because we sell, one person might build a chassis, but he sells them to four people. And those four people we really don't get to know till we come out here. Right. And then, you know, that's for the Optima side and also like the good guys events. We attend more of those events now. And uh, if you looked at it, we're everything from a Detroit Speed, you know, from their suspension kits. Sure. He's really one of our, our biggest dealers, is our biggest dealer in, in this market, to people that work just on the C5, C6 Mustangs, the C7, or I mean, not Mustangs, the Corvettes. Yeah. Then the new gen um, Mustangs and then the and everything in between. What can we look forward to technology-wise? I mean, these cars today, they're... They're all so computer controlled. You can get in a car and it changes the the suspension settings and steering settings and power levels. And you must be looking at that at some point. Going, well, how, do you, yeah, how do you provide yeah. an upgrade? We in 2010, I did an, an electronic adjustable damper. Uh, some of primarily for like the off road racing. You know, a, a Pro Two truck for the closed course or a, a trophy type truck, and. Uh, found that the, the technology of it was, was really quite good because I was using all my existing passive shocks, which I've really worked on for almost 40 years, if you look at out the span of my career, and then adding that uh, electronic function, functionality to it. It was, it was really an impressive piece. Uh, what it was, it was they were presets, so you just you had, a, you had a dashboard with eight buttons on it, and you would set it for you know, race, uh, whether you're doing an autocross road race track driving at home snow wet whatever but now uh we are now giving it a brain this year in where it'll 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 act off certain inputs such as throttle position brake pressure steering input and a a couple others but what'll make ours a bit different from everyone else's is you're going to be able to fine-tune each one of those inputs to where you feel you need it because a competitive driver doesn't want what you really want is you want the car reaction to be as fast as your brain reaction. And if the car's quicker than your brain sometimes, it makes it hard to drive. So yeah. it'll, it'll be, let the, allow the driver or racer or operator to, to dial it in to, to himself, more personalize it. Um, that'll be, we're already working on it now because we've already had the electronic platform. Now we're just adding just a, basically another box to okay. it. Okay. 
Now, you're saying you're doing it differently than your competitors. I don't know anybody else that's really doing that. There's some OEs. We have Magnetic Ride that Ferrari and GM and a couple of car companies yeah, they, are using. They've been, yeah, they've been the around for The aftermarket you're seeing more and more. If you go, if you walk around and really uh, go upstairs in the new products, you'll see yeah. them there. Okay. Um, and ours, what sets ours are part different, too. A lot of them, when they're adjusting, they're, they adjust in both directions. They just soften or stiffen the whole shock. Where with ours, we're doing it independently in the compression mode and in the rebound mode. So they're in, and they're, they don't talk to each other. And we got about a 20 millisecond response time, which is plenty fast for, uh, yeah. for all the needs here. Yeah, it's, I'm so fascinated by all of that because when you start dialing in or, or start looking at things on how steering input and things like that can start to change the suspension, I mean, sure, we read about how you know Porsche or somebody is doing that, but to have that uh, uh, end up in the aftermarket as well, can we do that on the pro touring cars? It's like probably not that far away before we can grab some of our Mustangs and Camaros. Their baptism of fire will be in, in this arena, yeah. which will be in this, these types of cars. That's it. That's why we're here. That's why it's that yeah. SEMA, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's not. It's close, but, but that's where it'll grow yeah. up out of. And obviously, you're always looking for someone or interest in something else. We've got a, we have them now, and we have them on Jeeps. We have them on UTVs. We have them on uh, pro-stock drag cars yeah. for NHRA, drift cars. I mean, they're out there. They exist. And um, so I'm, I'm excited to give it a little bit of a... Cerebral cortex and a cerebellum right, to, to think. Oh, well, I guess we're. Uh, I guess it's time for us to wrap up because they're about to get pretty loud right behind us. But uh, throw out the website for you guys. Uh, JRIShocks.com. www.jrishocks.com. And you guys are going to find more about JRI because we uh, we started working with these guys. And we love them. We're putting them on some of the vintage race cars. I don't even know if vintage racing is a market that you oh, guys plan to be into, but we're doing like it. Like I said, one of your cars was ones I, I worked on back in the 80s, and it's come back to me through you. Um, yeah. So it's I, I to me, that's fascinating. I, I, I'm all about well, that. Well, we can't wait to have you guys come over and check them out. But, uh, Jeff, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, guys, before we head over to Comp Performance Group, one last message from Adam. Bluehost, top-rated website provider. Powering 2 million plus websites. Best tool to build, host, and manage your personal or small business website. Freedom to design your site your way. Fully customizable templates and third-party app support. Simple enough for beginners. Powerful enough for advanced users. So anyone who falls in between that can use Bluehost. Or if you're at the top or the bottom. Bluehost. True reliability, 99.9% uptime guaranteed, and auto updates. Maximum security, malware monitoring and protection, and automatic secure WordPress installs. Plus, 24-7 tech support. What else do you need? You want to start your own website? You want some freedom? Let's go with Bluehost. Save up to 50% when you sign up at bluehost.com slash carcast. Bluehost.com slash Carcass up to 50% off. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, last interview of the day, my friend Trent Goodwin from Calm Performance Group. How are you, Trent? We're doing great. Thank you for coming by and seeing us. It's getting a little... It's getting a little late in the day. Everyone's getting a little tired. we got a big banquet to go to tonight. Absolutely. It's going to be fun, by the way. There's a huge show going on. I'll tell you what. You know, uh, it's always fun. You always see different entertainers every year for the SEMA banquet. This year, I have never seen so many people so eager to go to the banquet. 
It's going to see some legends up there on the main stage. Yeah. You know. So our, our, our buddy Brad, Brad Fanshaw is my co-host on Shift and Steer. He's the one who put it together. He's yeah. Michael Anthony's his business partner, Bond Speed Wheels. And uh, he reached out to their managers and reached out to SEMA. And this actually started with... Uh, with Pete Shaporis. He was really? on our show. He was a co-host on our show, and, and very sad that Pete uh, passed this earlier this year. But he started it a year ago, wow. this process. He's like, let's get a band in there and get a super group in there. Absolutely. And, and I think know. now, you know, SEMA recognized that it was sort of a goal of Pete, so they I, wanted to do it. You know, we've had a lot of comedians. We've had a lot of performers. Yeah. But you know what? Having some musicians is a good change. But then, you know, we have rock legends that's fixing to be there, be playing some guitars. Yeah. This is going to be one for the record books. We were here with Michael Anthony uh, yesterday, um, and he's 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 pumped, man. It's oh, going yeah. to be good. They're all hot rod guys. They are. This is the perfect opportunity for us and them. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, we're looking forward to that. But let's talk about <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's talk about brass tacks. Now, comp, we all know. We know comp cams as a product, as a company. But the comp performance group has really grown over the years. You guys done such a phenomenal job on... Uh, uh, not just growing the company, but making everything sort of connected and relevant. And, and I know there's a big master plan behind oh, this whole thing. You, know, you and Chris have really been working on this for a long time. Chris you know, Douglas. With the, and comp, the comp performance group, you know, uh, we're, we're the largest company our size that's still privately owned with two amazing owners, Mr. Scooter and Ron Coleman. I know. I see you them know, right over there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, having these guys with us every day, you know, they're here in the booths working. You know, they're working owners. They're here you know, talking to customers. And, you know, they really give us the ability to do what we do. They give us the ability to make fast parts and take care of customers. You know, you look at our brands. we got comp cams. we got TCI automotive transmissions. Yep. We've hot fast fuel injection, Zex nitrous, quartermaster clutches, powerhouse tools, and Gleese induction. I can keep going on. But you know what? All these brands revolve around the powertrain. Yeah. Every brand that we have makes sense within our umbrella. You know, uh, there's no sense in creating brands and creating all these uh, products that if it doesn't really make sense to our customers, you know, it doesn't make sense for us to, uh, you know, build that up. So, you know, we've really been methodical, and uh, we, it's all about integrating. If we can figure out how to create valve train that works great for transmissions and torque converters, that also works if he wants to go fuel injection, and he might be running nitrous on his EFI setup, so... All these things work together, and that's the great thing is because our engineers in-house, we can literally, you know, go from point A to point B for the full powertrain, and our engineers can tailor everything to work together. So it's pretty cool. That's an important thing to point out because I love the knowledge base at Comp Group, right, at the whole company. And it, it is amazing that, you know, there's so many different brands, and it's very easy to, to acquire brands and say, all right, well, you're still going to be in your location, do your thing and your own branding and your marketing and your own R&D and development, and you'll still be successful. But the integration of stuff, to be able to share absolutely. that knowledge base is amazing. But you're absolutely right. Like, I know we could call you guys, and I've done this myself, and I would say, I'm running, you know, I want to run this engine, I'm running this cam. What do you think on transmission and, and everything from gear ratio and everything that we can figure it out and yeah, put a package absolutely. together and and then control it? Yeah, through, absolutely. You know, you know through the computers. One of, in fact, talking about integration, one of the greatest things that we've done over the past years, uh, we've been renovating a new facility. You know, uh, Memphis is based. I mean, Comp Cams is based out of Memphis, Tennessee. That's where we're born. That's where we're raised. That's where we'll be machining cams for the next 30 years. Yeah. You know, it's where we've been. But we just bought a new building, and we've been renovating it. It's 300,000 square foot. It's down in Olive Branch, Mississippi. And uh, we literally, from this building, 
can ship every brand under one roof. Wow. So that makes it great for our customers. You know, we can bulk orders together. We, it's, you know, it's all about trying to take care of our customers, create those relationships, create those bonds, keep them buying them and coming back to us. You know, customer relations and customer service is where it's at right now in this industry. There's so much competition right now. It's a matter of who can take care of the customer the best. Uh, yeah. And the brand name behind it holds a lot of yeah, water. Absolutely. You know, you know uh, our brands, they're synonymous with being in the industry, you know, and a lot of the times they look at it and they think of us as the big guy, but we're really not. We're, we're just a small machine shop. If you literally came to our facility in Memphis, yeah. Tennessee, you'd be shocked by how small it is. We just have a really dedicated crew, dedicated sales team, marketing team, engineering team, and the cam shop, the machine shop, the CNC's, the, CNCs, the Burkos. You know, we got all this cool equipment that allows us to have the ability to crank out what we do and to have the persona we have. I just imagine the parking lot over at Comp Group is just rubber everywhere, just from people from burnouts yeah, leaving work. Well, I don't everywhere. know. I'm, I won't. Uh, I'll plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah, right? I just, because I know it's there. I know it's just <laughs> covered. Everybody over there must love what they're doing. Yep. So here at SEMA, you have an amazing booth and just tons of new product. And like you said, every time you turn around, you got new product from Comp, new product from TCI. What are some of the standout pieces? Well, I'll give you uh, a handful here. Uh, for Comp Cams, we actually took home best new street performance product of the year. And that's for the new L99 series camshafts for LS, LSL 99s. It's called the FSL series. FSL stands for 50 state legal. Oh, exactly. Fancy. You know, we did a lot of engineering behind this, but, you know, we spent large investment as well. But, you know, smog and all this uh, legislation coming yeah. down the pipeline for especially for Californians there's a lot of things in the pipe that really hurt the automotive industry so you know we've said let's let's go after that let's try to help our customers in California you know and that's going to transcend across the states eventually one day it will so now we have a EO certified series of camshafts that create horsepower, create torque, and it's a performance cam, and they don't have to worry about anything anymore. That's fantastic. You know, and no questions asked. You guys did the work for yeah. them. We did it for yeah. them. All they got to do is buy it from us, and they're done. So this is a, a trend-setting product. SEMA noticed it. We got a new product of the year award for it. So uh, it's, it's the start of great things to come. What kind of power does it make? Are you really limited by the power because of the rules, or is it really just about making power as clean as possible, Absolutely. just like emissions That's clean correct. as possible? You know, in every application, it's got to be, be a way to do it, right? Yeah, and you know, and you're, depending upon your application, is going to determine how much horsepower and torque you gain. But it's a matter of creating horsepower and trying to be as clean as possible, and also trying to just go by the rules. And okay. uh, this is, from what I was told is this is the first camshaft that's ever been EO certified in over 20 plus years. Yeah, I never really even thought about it. Like there's a lot of bolt-on stuff, superchargers and things like that where that push has been the last 5-6 years of EO certified superchargers. Absolutely. Uh, because also that's something that they notice when you open the hood. Yes. Like when you get your mission set and you got to get the visual inspection. Yeah. It's under the hood, you see it. But the cams, that's that's great that you guys are investing in that certification. Absolutely. You know, and uh, that's that's a pretty much a, a, a strong benchmark for us to start this next year, and we're going to keep growing that line. Now, with fast fuel injection, we uh, brought out – we didn't even debut it as a new product. We actually debuted it as a prototype, okay. our new uh, high-ram fast LSXR-style manifold. It's going to be a polymer manifold to compete in the LS high-ram market. Okay. And, um, you know, this thing is going to be amazing. We're so excited about it because we got so much uh, 
just mention at it here at SEMA. You know, I've seen it all over the internet already. It is flooding social media. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a polymer design. So, and with a polymer design, you know, over the, some of the, you know, some of the competition, you know, it's lighter. The heat sink is not as bad. And not to mention, uh, it'll hold up to 100 pounds of boost from what I was told for some of the just preliminary testing. Wow. So, uh, pretty excited about that. That is fantastic. Uh, you can also, on this manifold, you can actually adjust runner links. So it's, you know, one-stop shop for a high-ram manifold that you can tune to your application. You don't have to buy X manifold for X application, but whenever you change that application, you got to buy yeah. a new manifold. This one you can actually adjust for your application as it changes, you know. So Is that the prototype, the piece behind yes. us? Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll so, grab some pictures of that yeah, so you guys can see so it. It is so cool. Yeah. And it's been it blowing, looks good. It's, it has been blowing up, you know, the social media, as, uh, web forums. We've been getting emails and pictures, and everybody's yeah. trying to get information on it. We're like, I, April. It'll be in on the shelf in April. Just I would buy those taking pictures of it, but here's the thing. There's no, like, information card. Exactly. So you don't know it's all adjustable, and you can change the runners and stuff, exactly. which is pretty sweet. You know, that's the thing about all of our fast manifold line is, is yeah. we made it to where it's a modular setup. We want it to where you can buy one manifold, but you don't have to keep buying new manifolds. You can literally swap the valve train out, change out your rear gears, and then you can adjust the runner links so you don't have to keep wasting money and buying more and more and more parts. Tune your part. Put it in the customer's hands because you can literally go to the racetrack, pop the top of one of these manifolds, swap out the runners, and you never know. You might pick up the ET. Yeah. You know, pick up mile per hour. You never know. Yeah, so. well, it looks good, too. So it's going to end up all over these SEMA cars next oh, year. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> you know, I saw the GM guys over here, too. So it's going to be pretty yeah, interesting. they're snooping around. What do, you, what do you got? What do you got? Yeah. Uh, okay. And, you know, last thing on the list that I'll touch base, TCI Automotive. Next yeah. year, they'll be celebrating 50 years. And this year, we kicked it off with a whole new line of transmissions. They're our, called our 4X transmission. It's going to be based off of our 6X line that's been very popular, our six-speed automatic. But it's a four-speed version. As we're going to have a mechanical as well as an electronic overdrive option. How do you get excited about this? Yeah. Well, here's what's exciting about it. The Ford market as well as the Mopar market, they do not have reliable overdrives that will handle to horsepower ratings. You know, horsepower and torque are going up and up and up as engineering and development yeah. keeps moving on and on. But they do not have reliable overdrive transmissions in that market. There's nothing out there. They just will not withstand what they're getting put to. So, go I hate to say it for the Ford Mopar guys, but some of the best transmissions on the market are GM. Okay. So we got a 700R with a removable bell housing that's all been remachined. So now we can bolt a 700R that's a mechanical overdrive that can literally handle up to 750, if not more, horsepower to your small block Fords, big block Fords, all the Mopar applications, anything you want to throw in. And at the it. later model stuff, the modular the Later models, like modulars, so everything. So you guys just have different bell housings and adapters yeah. to yeah. make it all work. It's literally remachining yeah. and re engineering the 700R to fit any and every application. And the great thing about it is it's a compact design. You know, some of the Fords and some of the Mopars, they've got a small transmission tunnel. Well, 700R fits perfect in those. Yeah. You know, and also we have the electronic version, the 4L60 for the 4L80. So we've got electric versions that somebody would prefer, but, you know, it's going to be pretty exciting with a 700R because, you know, the price point, it's going to be a more inexpensive uh, overdrive transmission right. for those guys, and it'll handle whatever they throw at That's it. it. It's already built. It's ready to go. Yeah. They can call you guys up and figure out which torque converter is going to be best for their, for their car, Absolutely. Right? You know, it's all there. It's a complete package deal. The, the 6S transmission, yes. that's a paddle shifter transmission. Well, or it's at least it is, it's an optional it, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it's optional. Are you yes. going to have that on the 4 as well? I would say so, yeah. yeah. We have our Outlaw shifter, our Diablo shifter with button trigger, up and down shifting. So our 6X is the same way. We also have an Auto X transmission. 
lot of people don't know about this. It's perfect for autocrossing. It's a 4L60E transmission with engine braking. Oh, okay. That does not exist. And what's neat about that is, is you know, a lot of the electronic transmissions on the market, when you let off the gas, it just free spins. You don't really feel that engagement, you know, of the motor, yeah. you know. So those guys are looking for something in that in the automotive market. So the AutoX transmission that TCI carries fills that market. So now when they go into a corner, they can downshift on an electric transmission, and they actually have that engagement of the motor to do engine braking. That's fantastic. You guys are doing such great stuff. Seem is like a giant candy store, but the comp booth is always like the candy store within the candy store. Like if you're building stuff, like you could be a car guy, but if you're wrenching on stuff, this is the greatest booth ever. You got the coolest stuff. Well, Everything is just it. machined and it's aluminum and metal and yep. and and that's what I love about this. You know, in we're here not always about sh- uh, the flash. We just yeah. we try to make our products sell themselves. Yeah, well, you guys are doing a fantastic job. Where should we check you out online? You have so many brands, but is there... We've got so many brands, start? but you can obviously go to the compperformancegroup.com to see all of our uh, okay. great companies under one page, and then they, that will carry on to our websites. You can also go to our social media pages, you know, Comp, Fast, TCI. Everybody has their own dedicated page, Instagram account, Twitter. So please reach out to us. Share with us your pictures. We'd love to see what our customers are driving and or building. Just engage us, and we'll reply back and have fun with you. Okay, now I'm going to ask this one last thing. What are you doing on YouTube? Because the sounds of cams are the most important thing, right? You know, there is actually... There's there's got to be... Are you are you building a YouTube channel? You know, you, there is there's a there's a YouTube out YouTube channel out there called uh, Cam Sounds. Okay. Search Cam Sounds, and it's actually a YouTube channel out there where it's actually got part number camshafts from all over the industry that you can actually listen to. Yeah. So before you buy one, you could type in that part number or that uh, grind number. You know, a two sixty eight HR. Type that in YouTube. Pull it up. You can actually hear what it sounds like before you buy it. Yeah. You know, uh, I've got. You and I have been working together for a long time. I've got stuff all over my Mustang Cobra from you guys. Yeah. The uh, the 93 Cobra, which was built to be sort of purity correct modifications. It's still got the original Cobra intake on it, but fully ported, and the GT40 heads all ported. Oh, I know you spent way too much money on this way car. Way too much. Yeah, way too much. And everybody on social media knows it. Everybody that's listening knows it. <laughs> um, but I've got a comp blower cam in there that yes. I think you and I talked about. We picked out a cam that's going to work for that thing, and I just can't wait to hear it like that's what I've been yep. waiting for it's just to fire this thing up you know, and it, finally hear it you know people just don't realize how much the valve train how much of the camshaft yeah. means to your whole engine application because you know that is literally the you know it's an air pump you know it's just like yeah. a mechanical lung you know for a hospital we actually grind cams for those for mechanical lungs really yeah it's a camshaft mechanical lungs are just like engine motors they just don't have fuel so uh, you know the camshaft is a heart of a motor and uh it's always fun to see that heart thump yeah. in one way or the other. And, uh, you know, it just ties everything together and brings it to life. Trent, thank you so much. This is fun. Always great catching up with you, man. All right. Not a problem. You take care and have a great rest of the SEMA Show 2017. Thanks. All right, guys. That's going to wrap up our SEMA coverage. Thank you so much for this. It's been exciting. Definitely go back and check out our Facebook page and our website. There's going to be tons of photos up there. Chris is going to be posting every day, not just from the booths that we went to, but the amazing collection of cars, trucks, everything you can imagine out here has been crazy. And uh, uh, you'll probably hear more about this when we get back into the studio. But um, I think I think for me, my pick my pick has been the Tucker Rob Ida's Rob Ida's Tucker. 
absolutely amazing. It's a completely hand-built recreation of a Tucker with a turbo Cadillac engine in it. That's pretty badass. The Ring Brothers cars, absolutely phenomenal. They continue to kill it every time. Um, so definitely go through those, those galleries and, uh, and check out all those photos. Well, before we take off, just a quick message from Geico. You know, everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off the dry cleaning, you pick up some milk. Well, add saving hundreds of dollars on car insurance to your list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes or less, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket. That's the most rewarding to-do you do today. Geico.com. Guys, again, thank you so much. And for Matt, the moderator, D'Andrea, and Chris Loxamana, and Adam Carolla back in the studio, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.